DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. 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 Those people are the freaks, man. They're hookers, so it's fine. James. Meth is a hell of a drug. Okay, bitch, it's on. Price. You know what really grinds my gears? I bet they're Brazilianaires. Samantha. Get out now or sting, get weird. When we're really <laughs> desperate, we put our hands underneath his balls. Big Jim. I know my way around a joke. You've been shaving your own pubic hair for years? No, I've just been collecting it. I'm not weird. Danny. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing. Had an expansive bookmark collection. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. <laughs> yeah. Again. All right, so we are recording now. Woo! Welcome to Not Another Podcast. It is just me. And me. <laughs> If you can't tell by that sultry, sultry voice, that's James. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that is Danny. He wishes he could be that sultry. <laughs> it's true. What's that um, tangled, uh, smolder, smolder harder? Ooh. So good. <laughs> that's a good smolder right there. All right. So we're left to our own devices today. It's been kind of nice. Last week I had Big Jim to myself. This week I have you to myself. Now, what did you and a what did you and Big Jim do last week to remind everybody? uh, We watched Hell Comes to Frogtown. I've still not seen that. It it is so great, and it's on Tubi. It's free. Come on, excuses at this rate, Sam. Come on now. Yeah. You have watched a lot of stuff that I've recommended, so I need to watch the stuff you guys recommend. I did uh, just say I don't recommend it so much as I encourage it deeply. Uh, <laughs> as as a recommendation comes with high honors, you know, as like a film of great, you know, quality and necessity for impactfulness upon someone's life. No, this is just great fucking fun. It yeah. is a horror but it is wonderful in every way, shape, and form. And Roddy Roddy Piper cannot be denied. Does he chew bubble gum? Uh, You know, I'm sure he would if he could find it in Frogtown. But did he kick ass at least? Oh. Oh, he never doesn't kick ass. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. (laughs) I sat here and watched Hell Comes to Frogtown since I couldn't really leave the couch, and I'm still not supposed to um yeah movies have been my go-to right now i was watching iron man 2 oh nice because you know kind of miss watching the old marvel movies periodically i just watched number one earlier and yeah i was like fuck it i'll go to number two who cares ha 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 number two because i'm 12 i have a sign in my bathroom that has five stars and it said it says would poop here again Nice. Because, again, I'm an adult and I can spend my money on adult things. If you don't, I mean, you're just wasting it. Yeah. You can't take it to the grave with you. Spend it on dumb shit. Right. Like our merch. My wife and I got a uh, calendar of one of our uh, more favored British comedies called Mrs. Brown's Boys. Um, Fucking hilarious. I love that show through and through. The reason I love it so much is because the gentleman who plays Mrs. Brown, um, because he's totally pulling a Mrs. Doubtfire, reminds me very much of my grandmother and the way he speaks, the way he acts and just everything. It was like, oh, my God, that's my grandma. (laughs) 
She was awesome. Like, so Aw. we got a calendar, and in the middle there was a centerfold of Mrs. Brown kind of giving you the stink eye of I know what you're doing. Um, so I hung that up on the door in my bathroom. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I love yeah. British comedy, my goodness. Definitely try Mrs. Brown's voice. Um they, that have you guys ever heard of a man stroke woman? I can't say that I have. Yeah, that's I'll check out Mrs. Brown boys. You guys check out man stroke woman. All right. Yeah. Uh, do me a kind of send me the name in the chat uh, on Facebook messenger and, our and chatting uh, chatty chat chatty chatty chat chat chat. <clears throat> but okay. yeah. So I figured today with just the two of us, we didn't like pre-plan anything. So I was trying to think of a couple things. Um, so one, if you are up to it, um, if you can give us an update on how you're doing uh, physically and like how your legs doing and how you're, you're, how you, how are you, Danny? Uh, <laughs> you know, honestly, I'm doing really well. And, and I appreciate you asking because in all fairness, it was kind of one of those things where, you know, at first it, it was kind of an up and down. Like I had a lot of really good doctors. I had a lot of really good people surrounding me, helping me out, you know, everyone offering help and stuff like that, which was amazing. And it it really was a testament to the type of people I keep close, um, that they're all fucking amazing human beings. And yeah. And so that was really encouraging. I, I felt a little discouraged at times because again, I literally had just fucked myself up really badly. I was worried how my job was going to take it and if they were going to let me keep it. Um, come to find out, they really do love me. Um, they not only are hanging on to my position for me, but were willing to wait until October 16th. Oh, wow. For back. Now, mind That's you, awesome. I didn't paid for any of this because I literally didn't get past my 90 days before I broke my leg, but they were... They, they, I'd been in good contact with them and they, uh, always wanted to let me know that everyone missed me. So it was no. like, wow. So me, and then just this last Monday, um, four days ago, I had my first follow-up appointment. I went in, they took my, uh, cast off, which actually I was amazed. I thought it was just a splint. It was actually a plastered side cast they had put around me and then wrapped it all up so they took that off of me and said okay we're going to give you a walking boot now and i was like wait already (laughs) and they go no actually uh you're going straight to a boot and it's like really and so my doctor came in he goes so with the type of surgery i have for the way that i broke my leg i have a titanium rod that runs damn near from my kneecap all the way to my ankle and it is screwed into both of my bones Oof. outright. Typically, people who get this type of operation can leave the hospital and put weight on their foot. He doesn't recommend it because obviously there's a lot of swelling. It's yeah. really uncomfortable, very painful. But yeah, he was like, at this rate, you could, in theory, put all your weight on it. If you were comfortable to do so, you could be walking really soon. And I was like, well, fuck yeah, dude. I thought this was going to take like six months for me to be walking again. And he goes, no, no, no. And we're going to hook you up with some uh, physical therapy, uh, get them working with you to make sure you're doing everything properly, build that strength back, 
And it's like, fuck yeah, dude. So I came home and got my first shower where I got to wash my leg. Yay. <laughs> enjoyable yet really nerve wracking. It's like, oh God. <laughs> so you gotta be super gentle, but you still just like, you want to be clean. <laughs> you have no idea. That was the first thing I wanted to do. Matter of fact, I took another shower today and it felt much better. It was like, mm-hmm. oh my God. But yeah, I mean, um, also Monday night, no, Tuesday night was the first night I got to actually sleep in my bed. Oh, that's nice. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I almost cried when I got into bed because it was so a thousand yards more comfortable than this fucking couch. And so, I mean, just stuff like that. The fact that I was going to be walking sooner. The fact I was going back to work this upcoming Monday and I had my boss okay with it. I had my doctor okay with it. Everything was cool. Physical therapy's going good. Um, so it was like, everything's kind of just rolling with me. And what was really nice too, is when I broke my leg, I went into the ER and I tried to be as kind as possible considering the amount of pain that I was in. Yeah. So I kept reminding my nurses and my staff, it's like, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. There's nobody else in the world I love more than you right now. And (laughs) apparently that was well noted because when I had my follow-up with my doctor, he said it was a pleasure to work on you. (laughs) Doc, he goes, yeah, all your nurses really loved having you. You really approached this the best way. I was like, oh, dude, thanks, man. I was just happy you guys were willing to help me. I mean, it is their job, right? (laughs) No, but I keep telling people too. It's like, every time I say, thank you for doing your job, they say, well, it is my job. And I said, yeah, but you know, a lot of people can say the same thing and not do it as well as you. Yeah. So it's kind of nice to be able to give that, you know, good vibage towards them and have it come back a little bit. Yeah. And again, I'm healing up super fast. I'm moving in the right direction. My mental state is moving back to where, yeah, it's going to be some, you know, it's going to be a slow uphill walk, but we'll get to the top of this bitch here real soon. Yeah. You definitely seem a lot more positive right now. So that's good. I think that, I I think that knowing um, it's not going to take six months to get you moving again, that was probably a big boost. Well, and the fact that it won't take me a year to walk normally again. Yeah. Dude. That's hard. Um, Here's really my jam, you know, but again, you know, I'm motivated to get shit done. And again, I'm very thankful for the type of roller skate that I bought because it did exactly its job. It Mm -hmm. protected my ankle from breaking. Yeah. My tibia and my tibia broke. But that's your upper body helping with that, you know, with the way you twisted. <laughs> but the beauty part about it was, though, had I busted my ankle in some way, shape, or form, the recovery time is double. Mm-hmm. The fact that I have a steel rod running down my leg means the recovery time is nearly quartered by the average of, you know, when you break something like that. So I'm very thankful for the type of roller skate that I bought because it did its job. And I've had some encouragement. <laughs> from uh outside people too uh one of the instagram people i follow is the company ceo of moxie roller skates um her name is estro jen that was her roller derby name oh, uh, i had messaged her about it 
because the night that I broke my leg, I was actually watching her tutorials, trying to figure stuff out. And I was getting really comfortable with stuff. And uh, yeah, so I messaged her and yeah, she sent me back a bunch of messages, just encouragement, like you got this, don't worry about it. You know, don't listen to what other people say. You know, you're way too young to slow down. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. You're amazing. It was like, fuck yeah, dude. So I've been getting a lot of good juju out of the universe lately. And it, I think it's been helping me heal up. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a huge proponent of um, age. Like really is just a number. If you have the will and desire to go do something physical, then go do it. And, you know, the fact that you and Josie are still like wanting to go out and try new things and try different things and learn something like that's awesome. And that's what keeps people young. That's what keeps people going, you know, um, especially when you look at like, God, this is going to make me sound like such an asshole, like the, the boomer generation, or I'm thinking of like, even my, my grandmother is very much like, these are the rusty years and she's frustrated. And like, I get that, but they were also like told and grown up with this, like, well, then when you get to this age, you retired, you just wait to die. And that's, that's not what life is or should be like, you should never stop pursuing things you enjoy. You should never stop learning. You should never stop trying new things. So I think that's, you know. Yeah. And I think that's where I'm at too, in the respects that, you know, roller skating is one of those things, like I told you guys, I wasn't new to it. Mm-hmm. It was just an old friend that I hadn't reconnected with in a very long time. Yep. And yeah, circumstance fucked me up that one day, but in all fairness, it could have fucked me up any of the other times I ate shit. It could have hurt mm-hmm. me in so many different ways. Yeah. It wouldn't make a difference, but the idea of stopping because it hurt me the once, no. If yeah. it hurts me twice, if I break my other leg, okay. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's try something else. Let's try a new hobby. <laughs> exactly. And, but I'm never going to stop wanting to do things because they're fun. You know, if it's fun and it isn't hurting anybody else, obviously, yep. um, then yeah, there's no reason not to, there's yep. no reason to not get on a skateboard or roller skates or, you know, learn how to fucking do whatever you'd wanted to do in your life. I mean, there will come a point where physically I won't be able to do some of these things again, but I'm hoping that that's up in the seventies, you know, where I'm just way too frail and I can't, I don't have the muscle mass to do it. I know that day will come, but that day is not this day. My uh, grandmother just had her 87th birthday and we had a big family dinner and, um, first time we didn't get to have the dinner last year because obviously reasons, but everyone's vaccinated and we had some old family friends. And I mean, old in the fact of we've known each other a long time and literally old, you know, they're all in between 75 to, you know, my grandma's age 87. And one of the ladies is like 78 or something. And she's still scuba diving at a girl. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah. (laughs) So like, that's awesome. And like, that's, that's goals right there. And they're smart as a whip. And like my grandmother, while physically, yes, she is slowed down a lot, but like mentally she's still there and that's awesome. So. Yeah. And again, that's to perpetually challenge ourselves to do something new or to try something new is honestly what I feel is one of the more important things about life. If we, if we get too comfortable with stagnation of doing nothing or just doing the same thing over and over again, that's when resentment kicks in. That's when frustration kicks in and that's when bitterness starts to kick in. It's like relieve yourself of the burden of holding yourself 
back. And I know that, yeah, it's it's not always responsible. Sure, it's not always safe. Sure. <laughs> but I'll be honest with you. What is? Yeah, you risk is part of life. Let's go for it. Fuck, you know, you don't have control over that. And guess what? Now you have no chance. So, I mean, take a risk. Have some fun. Break a fucking leg. And enjoy the recovery. Because yep. at this rate, I'm not going to lie, although the pain has had its days where it was very strong. Mm-hmm. You know what? I've managed to get through one of my video games I've been, you know, uh, neglecting. I've been watching movies I've missed. You know, I've been able to do so much all the while not moving so much. And when I get to move again, again, once I'm confident with my leg strength and ability, those roller skates are getting relaced up. A slower, slower progression, maybe, but. And I think I may tighten my trucks back up a little bit because I think that. (laughs) But yeah, the idea of stopping to me was so I think that's what upset me the most out the gate was I think I was humoring the idea of maybe I am too old to keep doing stuff like this. Maybe I just need to concede, you know, my hair is short, you know, which apparently I a couple of my friends have made it very well apparent. I Samson to myself. So all my power of indestructible bones came from the fact I had never cut my hair. I cut my hair. (laughs) That's okay. You know what? I'm still alive. There's that. But yeah, it was just, I don't know. I think I was humoring the idea that I was getting too old. And it was folks like, you know, uh, uh, Jen, who basically told me that's bullshit. Don't believe it. And I think I may be wrong and I don't want her to quote me on this, but I believe she's in her forties and she's still doing backflips on roller skates. Oh, that's awesome. Amazing. And it's impressive. And again, she's the founder of her company. And then I bought Josie a pair of her roller skates. That's how we found out about her. Um, Yeah. She was in, uh, I think it was birds of prey as one of the extras. Again, fine fucking amazing and again more proof that life doesn't end once you've passed your 30s you know right yeah absolutely and it's like i don't know i'm feeling that more and more lately and it's like fuck yeah so that's where i'm good i like it i love it want some more of it cool so now that we've got that update and our existential you know positivity out there into the universe like like the good millennials we are elder millennials (laughs) yeah i know (laughs) i grew up without computer too 1982 is the cutoff 85 bro i know i'm 84 but i'm like damn that's why we're called elder millennials because it's like a different thing uh eliza schlesinger's comedy special elder millennial hilarious and i i'm like i relate to this so hard because yeah i'm right there with you <laughs> but anyway not, i i heard a term xenial where oh, we're yeah. basically the midpoint of z and millennial and it's like guys yeah okay i had started high school in 2000 um that was the millennium i don't know yeah Tell i love me. like 
all the gen all the generation jokes on tiktok just get me every time because you've got like millennials doing shit you got gen x gen gen z and like jet was it was it Gen Z that's before us? I never, Gen X, Gen Z is before us. So yeah, Zillennial, duh. So they're always like, you know, we grew up with, with you know, bearing our emotions and this, that, and the other. And then I'm just like, ha, yeah, I know. <laughs> Even though, <laughs> like, I relate to you more than these younger millennials. But people are always blaming these generations for things. And I'm like, oh, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it ultimately doesn't matter truth and honestly it comes down to the individual person you gotta take responsibility for yourself and your own actions you gotta be the example you wish to see in the world even if it doesn't get repeated you have to be better than those who came before you and not blame your current situation on anyone because in the respects that doesn't do anything but validate you for the moment but all it does is create more bile Mm -hmm. so in all respects, boomers, Z, X, millennials, quit your fucking crying and be better than you were yesterday and quit telling everyone that it was somebody else's fault. Your life sucks. Yeah, but I, I just think the 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 jokes and the stereotypes oh, yeah. are hilarious. It reminds me very much of like Army versus Navy versus Marines versus Air Force. And we all have jokes and we all sling jokes at each other, but oh, yeah. it's out of a mutual respect and everyone has their job to do. But like me as a sailor, if I hear someone who's not a military member, you know, making fun of another, like it's like siblings, like that you're the first person that's going to be like, man, you shut the fuck up. Do you have any idea what they do? Like, you know, like, so, and it's just kind of, I don't know. It's funny. No, I'm with you on that, but I will say that I, I think the bitterness that I've heard out of the two different groups you know, particularly between boomers and millennials. Um, I don't think there's any mutual respect there. I think that's oh, most yeah. shit flinging because both of them seem to think the other one is so wrong on so many levels and has fucked up so many things that, yeah. And it's like, guys, you're both right and you're both wrong at the same time. Enjoy whatever gratification that offers you because at the end of the day, yeah, finger pointing really doesn't help anything at all. Nope. Yeah, you acknowledge that an entire generation set us up for failure, sure. You can also acknowledge that the entire generation that is now failing is also failing under its own volition. And to some degree they are wishing themselves into a better future without actually making a better future. So again, it's like, yeah, you're both right. And you're both wrong at the same time. So, (laughs) but guys, my crystals and my manifestation journal said today it's going to be a great day. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, (laughs) like cuts them off in traffic and they're like, Oh my God, fucking boomers. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh it's my day i need my tiger's eye to calm down okay okay anyway that's the only that's the first gem i could think of i don't know what it actually does so you know what it is it's a rock (laughs) have you ever watched rock tumbling yeah 
it's like I'm I seriously like want to get into that hobby it looks so fun well it it is and it isn't I mean I mean you can make some really pretty stones don't deny uh I my neighbor uh in the house that I grew up in uh she used to do rock tumbling as well and yeah I mean the stones she would get out of it would be beautiful and it was really neat but ultimately they're just pretty rocks yo yeah but it's it's the it's like watching the process and you see the progress and like you're cleaning these and they just look some people actually sell them and some people use them in jewelry oh i yeah and that's the thing it's like jewelry sure gardening you know make a nice patch of just pretty rocks hell yeah absolutely you can really deck out your yard look with you know some of that stuff but for you know spiritual healing yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't say rock tumbling would be used for that at all. <laughs> Not generally, at least. But, you know, there's like a there's a community and a uh, there's a community for everything, oh, for everything yeah. out there. Just find your people and enjoy. Yep. Um, so another thing that I thought we could do today is I got online and I found a couple quizzes that I thought uh-huh. we could try to take together. So one of them, and I'll let you choose which one we take first, is how big of a Potterhead are you? And the other one is, can you ace our quiz about the Avengers? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm going to take the Avengers one because I don't know if I want to showcase my Potterdom that much. Well, I was <laughs> hoping because I... I'm not a huge Potterhead. I do enjoy the world and the universe. And I, I, you know, um, JK Rowling's a dipshit, but that doesn't like me not being a huge Potterhead has nothing to do with her. It just has to do with the fact that I just never got that far into it. Um, I I have no love for her, but if the theories are correct, they were group written and the group is fucking amazing writers. So as far as I'm concerned. Good job, y'all. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, um, we could do both if we want to, but I don't know how many. I don't know how many um questions there are, and uh, these are from haywise.com, like H E Y W I S E. In case anyone wants to go take these quizzes, so okay, let's start with Avengers. Let's do it. Do it. Okay. This is this has four options. What was the Avengers' original motto? A, the greatest American heroes. B, Earth's mightiest heroes. C, the men of steel. D, the world's greatest A-team. I think it's Earth's mightiest. I think it's B. I think it was number two, the Earth's mightiest heroes. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So I'm going to hit it. We are correct. Yes. Yay. Continue. Okay. Which superheroes were the original comic book Avengers? A, Hulk, Thor, Wasp, Iron Man, Ant-Man. B, Hulk, Thor, Captain America. C, Captain America, Hulk, Black Widow, Wonder Man. Or D, Hulk, Thor, Wasp. I don't even know who Wonder Man is. uh, I believe... It was the one with Captain America. So Hulk, Thor, Captain America, Iron Man. Iron Man's not an option with Captain America anywhere. Go with the one with Captain America. Hulk, Thor, Cap. 
Yeah, Hulk Thor Cap. Okay. I'm we are incorrect. Wrong. The right one is Hulk Thor, Wasp, Iron Man, Ant-Man. So Cap was not part of the initial lineup. Weird. I'm yeah, because he did come in later, didn't he? Hmm. Well, technically speaking, uh Captain America's comic book was one of the first runs of the Marvel comics. Mm-hmm. I think the only ones that were earlier than him was no, no, Captain America, I think was, if I'm not mistaken, Marvel first superhero. I'd have to look it up, but I don't have that accessibility right now, but I believe he was one of the original Marvel comic books because he came out during uh, World War II. Mm-hmm. And I want to say Superman only came out in 39 which was at the beginning of World War II. So I think Cap came out in like 42, 43, I think. Should make sense. Because his first issue is a picture of him punching the fuck out of Hitler, so. Mm-hmm. All right, so next question. In the comic book, how did the Avengers find Captain America? A, embedded in ice. B, floating in Nashville. C at Gotham City Police Headquarters or D struggling in quicksand. For reals though, Gotham? For reals though, like hey, I guarantee you so many people said that because they don't know the difference of DC and oh. and which is fine. I mean, I, you know, but okay. Um in the comics. So I know that we could take out C because the, he's never been in Gotham City, or at least not that I know of. Embedded in ice, floating in Nashville, or struggling in quicksand? I'm going to say uh, in ice. I think so, too. I know that was in the movies, so I'm guessing. We are correct. Woo! <laughs> During World War II, he fell from a plane and spent decades in, a, in an ice block. Yep, that, that tracks. All right. Who programmed Jarvis? Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Iron Man. Iron Man. We are correct. All right. What does Jarvis stand for? A, just a really viable internet system. Ah. B, just a rather very intelligent system. C, just a robotic victorious internet system. Or D, just a random variable internet system. Jeez. I think it was the first one. Just a really viable internet system? I think so. I honestly don't know. My thought is D, just a random variable system because it's Tony Stark. But if he, yeah, because he would be like, ah, it's just random, whatever. But he would also be like, no, this shit's reliable. Yeah. All right. We'll go with D. We'll we'll try D. I'm running with Sam on this one. Uh, we are correct, but we were or we are wrong, but we were both wrong. It's actually B, just a rather very intelligent system. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. My bad. My bad. Oh, we were both wrong, man. Okay. What is the Hulk's human alias? G. Bruce yeah, Bruce Banner. But the other other options were Bill Benton, Barry Bach, and Baxter Bannon. Ooh, that one. That one could be tricky because a uh, 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 Fantastic Four leader is uh, um, Reed Richards Elliot, or Reed Richards, Reed Richards, but he has the Baxter building. Oh, okay. 
science headquarters kind of thing. So okay. fair play. Fair play. Trying to be tricky there. Cheeky fucker. All righty. So which comic, uh, which comic book company published the Avengers? Really? For reals though? <laughs> Uh, I mean, we know it's Marvel, but uh, we've got DC, Dark Horse, and Valiant are the other options. Really? No. Jesus Christ, guys. Dark Horse didn't come around until the fucking 80s, I want to say. Come on. (laughs) Come on. What is Black Panther's human alias? T'Challa. Yep. The other options are Clint Barton, T'Chaka, and Scott Lang. Well, okay. So we had Ant-Man. What was the other one? Clint Barton. Oh, that's a uh, Hawkeye. Oh, it is. Okay. I never remember his last name. And then T'Chaka, which is spelled like T'Challa, just with a K instead of the double L's. Trying to be cheeky. Fuckers. Yeah, tricky, tricky, tricky. Okay. Honda <laughs> forever. Oh, uh, what weapons does Hawkeye carry? Uh, I'm pretty sure he uses a 42,000 gauge sniper rifle. With the, uh, uh, but his okay. sniper rival is shaped like a bow and arrow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's all it is. So the other answers are ray gun, bullwhip, and stun gun. Only in the bedroom. No, oh, yeah, that's true. All right, well, we got that one correct. So duh. Uh, <laughs> what's another name for the photorealistic veil? The Wait. sim. Uh, what is another name for the photorealistic or I'm sorry, the photostatic veil that uh, uh, pixelated face mask thing that they use. So the options are a simulation shield B imposter shield C nano mask. Or D, Mask of Mimicry. I have a feeling like the OG name was probably like Mask of Mimicry. Um, but Nano Shield would probably be the new name for it, I feel like. I was leaning towards Nano Shield too. I feel like Mask of Mimicry is a little too cheesy for Marvel, and that would be more of like a DC name. Bro, have you ever read the OG in comics? I have some. I've not read like a lot of them. Oh, man, I'm going to put it to you this way. Bucky Barnes' sole purpose in his life was to be captured, tied up, and hung over a vat of something so Captain America could save him. Yeah. It, it was just as bad as the DC realm. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty cheese dick. I'm not going to lie. That's funny. Um, Nano Mask is correct, so we were right. Nice. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Who resurrected Black Panther? Options are Hulk, Captain America, Thor, or Iron Man. My guess would probably be the Iron Man or um, Smart Hulk, who resurrected Black Panther. I didn't realize Black Panther got resurrected. I know Thor did, but... Me neither. Huh. Uh, I would say Banner, probably. But likelihood is it'll probably be Tony. I was thinking that too because it doesn't specify whether it's Smart Hulk or not. It just says Hulk. Go with Tony. Yeah. Oh, we were wrong. It was Hulk. 
After the Hulk resurrected him, Black Panther joined the Avengers in defeating the Mad Titan. Boo. (laughs) Guys, there's a couple of different versions of Hulk here. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hulk who wants to kill everybody on the Earth. There's regular Hulk who just has no control. And then there's Smart Banner Hulk who has learned to live with his non-conformity. Come on, guys. Can't be fucking me like <laughs> Actually, in, a, in all fairness, had I read that comic, I'm sure I would have known that. But I didn't. Because yeah. All right. <laughs> so what branch of the military did Steve Rogers try to join? All of them. Yeah. <laughs> Army, Marines, Air Force, Navy. In fairness, at the time, I think there was just Army and Navy. When World War II was going on, uh, I don't think it was until after World War II that the other branches yeah. started. Because Air Force comes from Navy and Marines comes from Army, I believe. Marines come from Navy. Their Navy is too? Okay. So yeah. Yeah, Air uh, Force came out of the Army. It would have been Army or Navy at that time. It's room. Army. Yeah. Yep. Well, I mean, obviously. But. Yeah. <laughs> but it's an easy way to narrow it down to 50-50. Um, okay, so what? Again, he applied for all of them and got turned down by all of them. What is Captain America's special weapon? Shield. The other answers are death ray, laser Natural. gun, and bow and arrow. Well, I mean, when he's feeling kinky, I'm sure he uses all of those things. But uh, no, his primary focus is the uh, round protective. What is Iron Man's Iron Man's suit made from? Here are the answers: carbonized iron, mm-hmm. a nickel titanium alloy, lead, or burnished steel. Nickel titanium alloy. I think so too. We are correct. It's made of thin titanium, not iron. Yep. They just called him Iron Man because, well, Black Sabbath rules. I love it. I'm going to go listen to that song now when I'm done. Uh, Okay, so as of July 2021, how many MCU Avengers movies are there? Avengers movies. Oh, Avengers movies. So the options are 9, 22, 10, and 24. Well, that's not Avengers movies. Because technically speaking, there's Avengers, there's Avengers Age of Ultron, there's Avengers uh, Infinity War and Endgame. There's technically only four Avengers movies. Civil but War is, did you say Civil War? No, that was. I would argue, yes, but I also argue that it's a, that it's a uh, Avengers movie because it has all of them in it. Yeah, well, technically speaking, all of them have all of them in it because it's the same universe. No, not really, though. Like, I I wouldn't consider any of the Iron Man movies until later that, you know, that those aren't Avengers movies. Well, that's the thing, though. It is Captain America Civil War. So it's basically a showcase of Iron Man and Captain America. So it's like Iron Man 4, but not. Captain America 3, but not. So... Uh, I believe the real answer, I think, is 26. Uh, 9, 22, 10, or 24? I think it's 24. All right, let's hit it. Correct. Black Widow is the 24th Avenger movie in the MCU. Yeah. So, 
Uh-oh. They're not just talking Avengers. They're talking the entirety of MCU. They're not- saying that is MCU related to the Avengers. So if you were okay. a Avengers and you got a movie, it counts as an Avengers movie. I feel like that question could have been better worded and more specific. Yeah. How many films are there in the MCU? Currently, to date, as of 2021 or whatever. But we're so, still right, so. Hell yeah, we were. Go team. Can you name the first official Avengers movie from the MCU? Here are our answers, our, our options. Captain America, Incredible Hulk, Captain Marvel, or Iron Man? Ooh, okay. Technically speaking, the Incredible Hulk actually is correct. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, too. Because I mean, and it has a picture of the Hulk fist on the screen. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, technically, oh my that- god, we're wrong. I- well, Iron Man was the first of Phase One with the MCU, but big butt here. The post-credit scene of the Incredible Hulk, which came out prior to that, actually includes Tony Stark. But and yeah, Iron our- Man kicked off. Yeah, we're wrong. Iron Man kicked off the series in 2008. Technically speaking, yes, but Incredible Hulk was first. And it technically counts. And it's also one of the weird reasons why they've never given us a Hulk movie. Well, okay. So didn't they, um, didn't they, because there were two Hulk movies, both not great, but one was far better than the other. Yeah. <laughs> didn't they like, jettison one as canon and then because you said iron man is the beginning of phase one which would make it the first mcu movie but incredible hulk has been like grandfathered in so it's technically part of the mcu but it did not kick off what we know of it what we know it is today i i would argue that the point is still valid though that the incredible hulk does count hulk that came out i think oh it counts but it's grandfathered in well no 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 i'm talking about Hulk, the piece of shit garbage. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, we've we've go ahead and ignore that one's existence outright. Uh, Edward Norton was actually supposed to be Hulk. He was supposed Heard. to be all the Avengers films. He was asked to come back, and he didn't want to do it um, for whatever. Apparently, he hates money. Because um, <laughs> yeah, I would have really loved him as Banner. I mean, don't get me wrong; the guy they got. Uh, to be banner yeah he's he does a great job he does Uh, but edward norton would have done a better job Um, (laughs) well they're both high caliber actors so i mean i'm not mad at either of them i i have a incredibly high respect for edward norton from the things that he's done not so much as wes anderson stuff so much as like american history x meets fight club um he is a really, really good actor when he wants to be. And again, even his Incredible Hulk, that movie actually was fairly redeemable. I mean, it was pretty fucking good all around. Um, the fact they don't include it in the MCU is somewhat disappointing. Well, uh, I, the reason is I, I, I don't think it's a matter of them not including it. I think it's a matter of it was an entirely different team group of people. It like it was it was MCU before the MCU. So yeah. it didn't. Like you said, it, Iron Man kicked off 
phase one of what we know the MCU to be the incredible Hulk was a grandfathered in addition yeah. to that, but it's not technically part of that lineup. I call malarkey. It's a technicality. <laughs> All right. Here's a super easy one. What kind of radiation originally turned Bruce Banner into the Hulk? Oh, uh, let's see. There's good, 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 good. Uh, uh, there's beta radiation. There's uh, Chernobyl. <laughs> uh, gamma. The gam gam. Um, okay. So our other options are plutonium, microwaves, and radioactive iodine. Okay. Fair enough. All, most of those are benign, but all right. Well, so gamma doesn't do anything either. Um, okay. What is Tony Stark's IQ? Here are our options. 175, 186, 165 and 199. I'll say 199 because I know yeah. that I put that on his resume. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're wrong. It is 186. That was a shot in the oh. dark for me. So, yeah, same here. I, I don't know that I've ever actually heard or read anywhere that's like, so, Tony, I heard your IQ is 186, a few points short of perfect, huh? Guarantee what? he has he has bragged about it at some point oh i'm certain <laughs> again i'm sure it's on his resume all right here's another easy one who has a calming influence on the hulk here are, are the options captain america black widow iron man or thor black widow but mm -hmm. i think that's only from the film but i could we are correct anyway sun's getting real low there big guy <laughs> what happened what oh nothing that's the start of the phrase to calm the hulk down oh but, yeah oh my gosh i haven't watched those movies on, Sam. no i've seen them i just haven't watched them in a while unreal sounds like you need a marathon uh, yeah there's a guy on tiktok who is ripping all the movies like all the mcu movies and editing them in chronological order nice that's, that's fucking amazing that's way too much work than anyone should ever do for entertainment purposes but hey you know what <laughs> i think that's so cool yeah it, it's a lot of work but he just looks at the camera and he's like this is gonna take a long time to render when it's done i'm like like days man <laughs> oh that's funny server's empty yeah <laughs> right jeez all right so who does black widow marry ivan petrovich Shostakov, Hawkeye, or Iron Man? I have zero clue, but because uh, I don't think she marries Hawkeye or Iron Man, I think it's Ivan, and that's just a shot in the dark. I believe that's correct, but I'm probably wrong. Let's give it a shot, see what happens. We are incorrect. Although she loves Hawkeye, she later and happily marries Shostakov. Okay. Yeah, I'm sure the fuck that is. Sure. Okay. Oops. I believe you, quiz. Yeah. Like, sweet. Gotcha. Why would you? You wouldn't steer me wrong. Um, who is the father of Black Widow's son? Hawkeye, Hulk, Shostakov, or Captain America? I'm going to go ahead and say Shostakov, but that's me only because they got married. And we would be wrong. Uh, in the comic book, 
on Earth 10-943 and Earth 555-326, Black Widow and Captain America marry and have a son named James Rogers. Hold up, hold up. If we're going multiverse on this, right? (laughs) all of them, I'm sure, at one point fathered a child with her. And I'm the only one we know of in canon. He fathered a child with one of them. Because multiverse theory works in both genetic coding guys. (laughs) All right. First here, dude. (laughs) I'm excited for all the multiverse stuff coming up. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. All right. What was Hawkeye's former profession? Options. Stand-up comedian. Foreign Legion soldier. Renfest performer. Or circus performer. I would give it up to the Renfest performer, but that's only because, again, Renaissance Fair really do favor their bow and arrows. Yeah, and circus performer was Robin from Batman, so. Yeah. We are wrong. As a kid, he ran away from foster care and joined the circus. I'll be damned. Apparently, uh, Marvel doesn't have any new ideas either. Yeah, right. (laughs) What first Avengers group did Hawkeye join? Cap's Kooky Quartet, Captain America's Gang, Thor's Thunderers, or Hawkeye's Heroes? Awful name. <laughs> A lot of them. I've never uh, heard I, of I, any of these. I, I'm, I, I remember Hawkeye's original outfit, too. So, I mean, yeah. like, Kooky Quartet kind of tracks, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know at this rate. Just the uh, word well, thunderers makes me laugh. I mean thunderers. I mean Thor's thunderers. Comic book without making them go wait. There's way too many e's and r's at the end of that. Thunderers. All right, Hawkeye's heroes are Captain America's gang. Let's go with Kooky Quartet. See what happens. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. I don't even. And we are correct. Ouch. Cap's Kooky Quartet also included also included Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. Of course it did. And again, it's one of those things where what I was saying about his outfit, that tracks. Because that's funny. Okay. Oh my goodness. All right. So where these quizzes are long. It doesn't tell me how many questions there are. Dirty bastards. But it has like a track bar across the top so okay um after mjolnir is destroyed what's the name of thor's new hammer thorbreaker stormbreaker wrath of thor or mjolnir 2 stormbreaker but stormbreaker was an axe unless you turn it around it turns into a hammer i mean true we are correct Avengers Infinity War. Odin creates a new hammer for Thor. Okay. Well, it's not a hammer, though. Technically. It's it's like those hammer hatchets that you used to see in everyone's garage that were rusted and probably only got used once vigorously. It's an axe. (laughs) Well, being hammer ain't a hammer. (laughs) Oh, as Donald Blake, what did Thor do? An athlete? A criminal prosecutor, a scientist, or a surgeon? I think he was a prosecutor, wasn't he? Donald Blake? Donald Blake. Because uh, Thor had his mind, or like Odin erased his mind or memory, or someone did, and then he was living as a human, as, you know, as Donald Blake. 
Right. And then like their personality split and all that. I think you're right. I think he was a prosecutor. We are wrong. He was a surgeon in New York. Okay. Well, whatever. Uh, well, again, Marvel without any new ideas. <laughs> Strange. I mean, Thor. Well, a lot of those guys did like cross back and forth in jobs too. So you just bring your ideas on to the other company. So I just call lazy writing. Um, I don't care. <laughs> what is the name of Black Panther's African kingdom? Wakanda forever. Wakanda. Now the other oh. answers are Molly, Daktari, and Axum. Daktari, isn't that where Howard comes from? No clue. But I, I've heard it before. Howard the Duck. Uh, ah. <laughs> what is Ant-Man's human alias? Scott Lang, William Lang, Hank Pym, or Peter Parker? Scotty it's doesn't gonna know. Be Scott Lang. Correct. We're coming up near the end. Where does Scott Lang work after being released from prison? Domino's, Wendy's, Papa John's, or Baskin Robbins? Uh, I'm assuming this is going off of the movie. I'm going to say Domino's. Yeah, I thought it was a pizza place. Yeah. Wrong. It was Baskin Robbins. <laughs> really? Maybe it was yeah. different. Uh, I'll in- what? I'll be damned. Yeah, right. Uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, what does Peter Quill's mother give him? A CD of her singing. A cassette tape of her favorite songs, photo of his father, or photo of him as a baby. Um, that's it with cassette mixed tape. off. Yeah. Oh, that was such a sweet a CD. Really, guys. Really. A kid. Yeah. <laughs> what is the name of Peter Quill's spaceship in Guardians of the Galaxy? Uh, so we've got Galaxy Glory, the Fighting Quill, Mustang Sally, and the Milano. Ooh, Mustang Sally sounds like it tracks. That's the one I'm leaning towards as well. Because I don't I don't remember. You know that there's Marvel fans listening to this just like ready to strangle us through our microphones. You guys are so dumb. Did you even watch the movie more than once? (laughs) Yeah, right. Oh, it's the Milano. It's named after singer Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano was a singer. Yep. Yeah. There's a reason you don't remember. I don't remember that at all. I was introduced to her in Double Dragon, and that's all that's all I've known. And then uh fear. Yeah. It's kind of like people don't tend to remember too that uh, Eddie Murphy and Bruce Willis were also singers who actually had songs that hit the radio. Oh, I think I knew that about Bruce Willis. Um Eddie wow. Murphy girl wants to party all the time. Okay, so we saw. <laughs> kind of we got 19 of 30 correct ouch um so you could be a member of, yeah you could be a member of shield you know enough about the avengers to be the, in the supporting cast that's not a bad thing nick fury is a bamf so uh-huh. that because that quiz took so long we don't have time for the harry potter one um but that was that was fun to go through again that's haywise.com not sponsored not affiliated i just thought it, it has tons of fun like quiz if stuff you want to turn up a good half hour of your life take yeah. fun, have fun and that's what you're doing joy so that that was my plan for today i didn't know if you had any uh thoughts feelings 
My my only plan for today was to ask you how you're doing. How am I doing? I'm honest yeah. now. Uh, come true, come true. If we're being super honest, it's been hard not working. Um, for folks who, well, most folks don't know. You guys know, but um, um, I did lose my job because that's the risk of working with a startup is that sometimes they don't always have the money to pay you. And uh, that's sort of what happened. And then there was a little bit of a falling out. I was very personally hurt by a few things and I, we're just not dealing with it anymore. So um, not working right now is, is really tough. Um, we're fine. You know, the house is safe. Like everything's fine. It's just it's stressful. I don't like not working. I don't like not contributing. Um, I was talking to Ryan earlier and like, he's, he's got a job lined up that he's starting at the end of, or at the beginning of September. So we're sort of swapping places right now where he's the one who's going to be working right now. And then I will be able to work on some creative things and work on our website and get our stores off the ground, blanketandpage.com. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, so I'll be then taking over those roles. And, but what's really hard for me is I I've been working since I was 13. So to not have a job is, I, I don't have words to really express just how strange of a feeling that is. Um, I'm lucky to have a wonderful partner who I don't think is going to steal money from me. So that's good. <laughs> or like move out in the middle of the night. And we, you know, if I'm not here, you know, <laughs> so we're good, we're solid, but, um, and he's been a wonderful, wonderful support system, but, um, you know, I was the one, my paycheck could cover everything. So it was not a big deal. And then I told him, take some time. He's got our, what he took care of all the technical stuff for our website and our business. And now I get to go in and do the creative stuff and the marketing. So, but I, I'm, it's hard for me to, um, rely on someone else for that kind of stuff when I'm okay to be relied upon. Right. You know, but I've lost control of that now. And that is weird and stressful. And I don't like it. And Ryan deserves every bit of trust. And he has that. Otherwise, I'd be a lot more stressed out. But, you know, it's just strange. And it's kind of hard to let that go. You know, no, I so. totally get it. I totally get it. And honestly, I'm the exact same way. It's not that like, I grew up with my wife. So I, I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever. Yeah like her fealty towards me is fine <laughs> towards her. Um, but I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, for fuck's sake, once I graduated high school, I was two months working before I moved into my first place and I had a roommate, but again, I made enough money to where I could cover everything. It was just nice that I only had to cover half. Yeah. Um, and my wife moved in with me and, you know, we had had everything split down the middle for the longest time. And then she went to school. So I had to be sole income. So I got really used to that whole idea of, fuck, I got this. You know, it's no big deal. Yep. I can handle anything. It doesn't matter. We went on vacations, went on big trips. And that was all, you know, me. So when I finally became unemployed under my own volition, mind you, um, well, technically speaking, I got laid off indefinitely from my last job, which, oh, broke my heart so much. <laughs> um, but when I quit my job that I got after that, 
because I couldn't do it anymore. I, I felt exactly the same thing you do. You know, it's, it's not necessarily a, a, a feeling of insecurity so much as it's just a feeling of discomfort that you no longer have the level of control that you had before. Oh, and yeah. that was comforting because there was security in it. There was safety in it. There was, you know, I, you know, you can handle it because you're just working. You're doing what you got to do. Yep. What I'm going to say to you is, not going to be easy for you to swallow because it wasn't easy (laughs) enjoy the time you have you are with somebody who is willing and able to take care of you and everything else that you have done your job now the job that you are required to do is to focus on the things that make you happy for a little bit yeah hey guess what they'll always be (laughs) job for somebody who wants to work oh yeah so in the respects enjoy this time what's really funny is that's the exact advice I would give to anybody else but it's so hard for me to take that advice and like well not to take it because I totally understand and I get why why you know why it's said because it's true but you know it, it's hard to act on that advice um nope. especially when like the the depression of of both of those job losses like it took so much creative energy out of me and not, I like, I have not been able to sit and write for so long and it's so frustrating. And another thing that frustrates me, you can probably see it in my eyes right now is that like, I'm learning to let, let, uh, so grew up with like, if you have emotions, you're a wimp, you know, like crying, you're, you're a pussy, you're a loser, uh, stuff like that. So I always bottled it up. So I've been like, especially being with Ryan, like, it's just it's such like a safe, comfortable place, you know? And <laughs> what's so funny and frustrating and annoying, but good at the same time is that like, I'm slowly like doing that whole work on yourself thing. And I'm learning to be more emotional and open. And, uh, and I cry at fucking everything now. Okay. I cry at the drop of a hat over stupid shit that like a year ago that I'm like, why am I tearing up? Like, I can't stop it. I can't stop it. I cry over everything. And I'm so mad. at it. See, and Sam, I was the exact opposite. So what I grew up with was emotions were everything that controlled every part of me. Yeah. So I would watch something sad in a movie and I would start bawling. I would see something emotional in a TV show and it would upset me, you know, and my parents divorce it fucking crushed me when I was little, but I'll be honest with you. I mean, it taught me a very valuable lesson. So when I was in elementary school, I, we had a school counselor and I would visit her often Mm -hmm. uh, when the divorce kicked off and things like that. And she really kind of helped me figure things out. And I will honestly concede that it took about, three months for me to process everything officially with the assistants. Um, Every time I went after that, I was just skipping out on class. Um, (laughs) I'll admit it now because fuck. What are they they going to do to you? (laughs) Right. It was one of those things where as I got older, I did the exact opposite. See my emotions, if left unchecked are overpowering. And it's okay because I feel great when I let them out and just let them flow. It, I've never thought of myself as weak for letting them out. I've always thought of myself as weak for ignoring them. 
because it's one of those things that's a massive part of who we are. And if you let your logic center overrule your emotions, eventually you get to a point where your emotions will win. Well, but that's the and thing is that it's, it's illogical. Mm-hmm. Like that, the opposite of that is completely illogical. Like it's, it's not a logical thing to bottle up your emotions. Just like, it's not a logical thing to, to let them flow at the drop of a hat. You have to have some sort of checks and balances in your brain. And yeah. I was, I was the bottle it up, swallow it, suck it up person. And let it free, man. Yeah. Well, like learning how to do that. (laughs) I cry over everything. Well, and here's the beauty part about it. And this is something I noticed from when I was growing up. There is nothing more cathartic in life for a human being than a fucking really good cry. Right. I I do agree. Or healing. And yeah, you just, once you're done and you let it all out, you hold nothing back and you just let Every pure ounce of who you are, you let the adrenaline of rage flow to the peak to the point where you start crying and you bust out and you fall to pieces. When you're done, when you take that deep breath, oh God, it, it, it's such a massive release mentally, physically, emotionally. It's everything that you need. And the beauty part about it is is that is your checks and balances. Because once you're done, you can now look back and go, fuck, I needed that. Yeah. And like, it it doesn't even have to be a specific thing. You don't have to be angry. You don't have to be sad. Sometimes you just need to feel it just like, you know, just like an, an orgasm, you know, it's like, you need to have that emotional release. You need to like blow the steam off. Um fuck. Because there are certain scenes in movies that I will ball at no matter what, no matter how many fucking times I've seen them. So sometimes you need a good cry and just pop in that movie. Um, Or um, really gut-wrenching books. Oh my gosh, nothing can make me cry than a well-written family drama, really? Or some sort of like, I mean, character deaths, just some things. But like, I love books that will just tear me apart inside. And Ryan's like, why do you do this to yourself? I'm like, because it feels good. (laughs) And I know it's weird, but it's very true. I mean, I don't do that so much with books. I want to say the last time a book had ever made me cry. And this is true to my recollection as far back as I can recall. I remember Harry Potter book six upset me, but Mm -hmm. it shocked me more than it made me cry. Um, It was a book I read when I was in fifth grade and the book was called drive by. Mm -hmm. And it was just a story about this young kid with his older brother. They were going to the library and a drive by shooting happened and his big brother got dropped. And I just fucking couldn't hold it back. That was the last book that ever made me cry, though. I have very seldomly ever come across anything that actually gives me an emotional response while reading. Um, movies, on the other hand? Oh, hell yeah. 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 If you, for fuck's sake, dude, if I watch Lord of the Rings Return of the King and I'm watching the scene where they're at the White City and Aragorn is now crowned king, and everyone's kneeling, and he walks up to the hobbits, and they bow, and he goes, my friends, you bow to no one. It's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, yeah, I'll start fucking crying right there, and then the ship onto the undying land. Fuck you. I'll cry like a... (laughs) 
beautiful and it's so, wonderful. I've it's had perfect. I love that movie so much. So it hurt me. I haven't so watched long. those in a long time. Um, so- the most recent books that made me cry is Know My Name by Chanel Miller. Gotcha. That one. Oh my god. Um cast by Isabel Wilkerson. Is that about the uh, India caste system? Uh, kind of. It's a cast the origins of our discontent. So it's basically um, this woman is is um, exposing and talking about the caste system that exists in the United States that no one talks about. Gotcha. Very, okay. very, very good. Um, Parachutes by Kelly Yang made me cry. And so did The Witch's Daughter by Paula Braxton and My Dark Vanessa. Those are recent ones that made me cry. And I will say one book that I'll never forget, but it made me bawl my eyes out. I was like, I had just tissues, just a stack of tissues next to my bed because I was like, and then I kept having to wipe my eyes because I couldn't see the words anymore. But that was The Fault in Our Stars by John Green. Oh my God. I've never seen the movie. I don't know if I will, but the book just ripped my heart out. And I was bawling so i mean like ugly crying (laughs) that's okay that's that's the best part again to live with a life without emotions being as we're human um it's not really a life worth living because Mm -hmm. you can never really truly know peace until you've known suffering you can never truly know joy until you've experienced pain you know sorrow these things are just as important as every other good side of our psyche. And the more we want to tap into the joy of our existence, the more we have to remember that the reason we have joy in the first place is we have this other side too, that at times is hard to deal with and it's really painful and it hurts really bad, but fuck, it reminds you you're alive. It gives you a reason to go, you know what, when it got better, fuck, did it get better? Yeah. And we survive. And I will say to you again, Sam, enjoy this time you have. I know it's hard medicine to swallow. And as I said, it would be because I know the type of person you are in that. (laughs) Yep. And again, don't fear emotions. If anything, embrace them wholeheartedly because the only way you can ever truly master your emotions is by experiencing them, not by controlling them. Yeah. You have them to control them in the right way if you try to just strangle those fuckers they will win every time and it will hit you in the taters and you won't be able to stop it but if you in imbibe the entire essence of your emotional state and let everything flow from you freely eventually you get to a point where you understand why that happens how it happens And your logic side starts to help you understand it so much better than choking it off. And why did I get so upset at that? You'll know why. Because you will have felt it. You'll have experienced it. So let yourself be free. Not only creativity, because you have a great support crew. And Brownie points to Ryan for being a bad motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, he's pretty awesome. Secondly... You are an incredibly inventive person. You are an incredibly intuitive person. You are a wonderful spirited individual. (laughs) And it's one of the reasons I really enjoy talking with you is because it's one of the reasons I really want to meet you in person is because (laughs) I I am a hard extrovert in the respects that 
there are certain people I consider to be golden souls. Now, use that term lightly because in the respects, a golden soul is not a religious thing. It's, it's something you get from somebody when you meet them. And the fact that you and I have only ever met over voice at first and then face-to-face on this just tells me that when I meet you in person, this is going to lock it down pretty cold, that you are a golden soul. And the Aww. people I close <laughs> in my life are golden souls. Hence why I've had such a positive outlook on this whole broken leg experience. All of my golden soul friends that I've kept so close have come back and said, dude, we got you. And it's like, fuck yes, you do. Because I'd have you too if you were in my shoes. Yep. Because that's how we do. And that's the beauty part about it. Your support crew is awesome because you are awesome. Well, it takes a long time to like, to accrue those people, you know, it takes that trial and error of who's in your life and who do you keep and what types of people do you want to be around? Because what type of person do you want to be? Right. And for me, it's one of those things where it's happened very naturally for me in the respects that right up until fifth grade, I stopped giving a fuck what other people thought about who I was or who I wanted to be. I was me. I was always going to be me. I would change and I would evolve with time and, you know, experiences and, you know, outside influences, music, movies, things like that. I I would evolve, but I was always me. And I could always tell that the people that I knew I could roll with without question were the people who also gave zero fuck about what you thought about them because they were just going to be them. And if we were going to get along, it's because both of us mutually understood that we are our own individual person, but I have such a heightened respect for you mm-hmm. because you know that who you are at your core is the person I want to hang with. Mm-hmm. Not the person that you put on, not the face that you make or the your phone voice at work, not these things, you know, who you are at your core your values as a person. And the beauty thing about this show was I got to learn about you before ever actually physically meeting you. I got to learn how you feel on certain topics. And I know I talk an awful lot now. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> but there's a reason for it because when I first started on this show, I wanted to know who I was with. I wanted to know mm-hmm. who was on this show. So experiencing everything you guys had to say was something I took very close to my heart and everything you guys valued. I tried to understand and tried to process what was really encouraging was 99.9% of everything that you guys had to say. I was with you on mm-hmm. slight deviations, slight variations. Yeah. And again, my devil's individuals not meant to be dis. uh, not meant to be an argumentative so much as a theory and thought process to where a a mental experiment can go on because again if we just said yeah fuck that guy yeah fuck him well it's 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 thought experiments you know because maybe there's an ad 
there's a devil's advocate side that one of us haven't hasn't thought about or has never talked through before or is just new or even something we have thought about at some point. But like, this is why that's dumb. No, not dumb. But this is why oh. I don't believe that or whatever, or why I agree. Because, yeah, there's definitely times I mean, you know, and like you said, we're all individuals and there's times when I agree with people and don't. And that's perfectly fine. And we all respect each other enough to be like, well, that's cool. You know, <laughs> so like, yeah, I, I love this little group. I think for me, it's a matter of when, when I bring up something that doesn't sit well with the group, particularly when I'm doing my devil's advocate, the reason I'm doing it is because I'm still listening to who you are at your core. Have you gotten to a point in your thought process and your logic to reach this conclusion that I'm kind of swirling around with, it may not be right. And I've never had a problem admitting I was wrong. I think more people need to learn how to admit that they're wrong. It's okay to be wrong. Yeah. It's perfectly fine. It's my PSA wrong than you ever do from being right. Yeah. Right. All the time means you learn nothing. Being wrong all the time means you learn, you have a chance to learn everything. Yep. And for me, that's a part of my devil's advocacy is I want to know from you, from James, from Jim, from Bryce, how is this logical thought wrong? How is my deductive reasoning wrong? I know that on the surface, this is black and white. It's cold. It's a fact. It's, there it is. But understand the information we get is always subject to scrutiny and there's always circumstance that we don't account for. And for me, that's where I love listening to you guys tell me I'm wrong and don't don't misunderstand that. I genuinely do because it allows me intel into each and every one of you's inner workings on how you process a thought. And by doing so, I've had a wonderful experience understanding who you all are. <laughs> I, I, I got to read you all like Danny's the mastermind. He's going to well, be the super villain. that one's a hell of a lot funner than being the hero that's true Um, but that's just it it's like i i love learning more about you all particularly you sam because you're the only one i've never met in person (laughs) i've never never gotten off of you in a physical sense and i don't mean that in a gross way (laughs) oh that was a bad one that's better yeah, there we go. <laughs> Mark, um, but like Big Jim, I got an easy read off of Jim the first time I met him. Him and I were fucking locked. I mean, at the time, Jim was struggling with issues, but I could tell that at his core and at his heart, him and I are probably closer linked than probably anybody else in the group. As far as our ways of thinking and how we process and how we deal with things, Jim does things a little bit differently than I, as he, he's a much better at joke slinging than I am, but his and mine logic work on the same pace. Mm -hmm. You and I, we have the same emotional track, but the difference is, is again, I can tell that you're struggling with letting it out. (laughs) It's much like your voice. And that was another key off point too, for me. I know. You could sing. I know. (laughs) I know you can. And and I'll tell you why I know this. 
because I've heard your voice recorded. I've listened to you speak. I've listened to your camber. I've listened to your jokes. Channeling that into singing is very easily. It's very easy. You've sung way more times than you've ever given yourself credit for. You've just never done it with purpose. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, the first time I did karaoke, like one of my first thoughts was Danny is going to be so proud of me. But like I, I was shaking the whole time. My hands were like, oh, my God. I was terrified. A different type of art. Oh, it's terrible. You're used to acting, and acting is wonderful. Yeah, like I'll get up in front of a group of people. I don't care. Give me lines. I'll do get whatever you need me to do. Butt naked. Yeah, I did do that. <laughs> yeah. Still That's way it. less stressful than singing in front of people to me. Exactly, which in and of itself is hilarious. I know. You have so much more confidence and strength in yourself. You just need to allow yourself the service of saying i got this because when it comes to all your other mediums that you're so prolific at your writing your acting your voice work in general sam you're a juggernaut of entertainment and artistic ability quit uh, denying the rest of the world the rest they're gonna make you. me cry again that's okay because you know what that's no beautiful. it's not crying is weakness <laughs> no it's getting <laughs> It's weakness leaving, leaving the body. The body. <laughs> uh, you're too yes, nice to me. I don't like it. Amazing, <laughs> Sam. You can do anything. And again, I've heard your voice. And between the two of us, I despise the sound of my voice recorded, which is one of the reasons I very seldom listen to these shows. But you are a monolith of voice and power and presence. You have strength. You have an ability to deliver lines the only difference is, is when you're singing, you feel like you're on point for a reason that's yours and yours alone. But just remember, you have it in you. And if it's something you wanted to do, God, fucking do it. And when you come out, when you come out. When I come out of the closet as a singer. <laughs> oh, I'm saying when you come out to Portland. Oh. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> we're going karaoke and i'm going to showcase you that even though i despise the sound of my own voice and i do i can't stand well you shouldn't uh, it, it's it's really hard for me to get over but i'm getting there i'm working towards it yeah but i will sing karaoke like a motherfucker and actually i have a new favorite song it's called danny don't you know by ninja sex party it is an amazing song and it makes me happy and a little <laughs> attacked at the same time. It's beautiful. But Sam, you can do anything. And I mean that literally. I know we all grew up with the same, you know, mottos of you can do anything if you put your mind to it. Fuck them. They've never acted naked in front of an audience. <laughs> That's true. And six other people in the world that weren't on your cast that have done that. Not many. Not many. You are amongst the elite, Sam. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now, I, I don't know about elite. Maybe like. You are. Tiny you're, elite. You're hyper talented. You mm. are artistic. You can do this. So enjoy this time you have to flourish your art. Yeah. And what it takes. Enjoy it. 
play your ukulele. Sing. Sing like nobody's fucking listening. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. My ukulele was right next to me, folks. That's what you didn't see. <laughs> and again, work on your art. Enjoy your art. If something moves you, let it move you. And don't be yeah. ashamed because there is nothing more beautiful and pure in this world than somebody who feels so strongly about something. Never deny yourself that joy, that pure bliss of heartache and sadness, all wrapped into a wonderful ball. Enjoy it. Embrace it. And Ryan has told me basically the same thing. Just you're very eloquent. So (laughs) you should be a poet. That's all I am. I'm just a third party who bookmarks all your posts. You're our hype man, man. Yeah. <laughs> and again, so long as you stay true to yourself, I'll always be your hype man. Always. Because I always believe that letting people know that they're worthy of admiration and respect for justifiable reasons is massively important. If we never tell people how important they are to us then they may never know Mm -hmm. and if they never know then they never feel that small sense of validation even if it's from just a friend you know somebody across the fucking country who's never met you in person but has Uh heard work and knows your body of work for the most part and can say with absolute certainty that you are amazing and you are a golden soul sam It's okay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 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 okay, so you know what? All right, I've figured you out. You're a you're you want to make me cry on purpose. So, <laughs> so just there are far easier ways to make you cry. No, oh, probably. Yeah. I mean, if I show you a Sarah McLaughlin commercial, I'm pretty sure that would tip. I'll scale. turn that right off. No, I don't watch that shit. Fuck her. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> because it's like you, you emotional terrorist. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, so like when, uh, cause Ryan and I were together for almost a year and then we broke up for a little while. And when I do tell people that they're like, oh no, what happened? And my first response is because I was emo- an emotional basket case. That's what it was. I was closed off and I was an emotional basket case. And I didn't want anything like, like, I just wasn't, I wasn't there mentally and emotionally. And I wasn't letting myself be. And then we got back together and it's been five years in October. So, and it's great. So sometimes that's what's needed, you know? Yeah. I mean, I I needed that time to be an idiot. And that's the best part about it. And now you've been together long enough to where, your emotional evolution will happen and coincide with his. Yeah. You'll grow together rather than growing individually apart. You know what I mean? And I think that's definitely true. And it's definitely like what's happening. And especially like the endeavors that we support each other in and the endeavors that we do together, you know, so it's, they're not always the same, like in his creative process is massively different from mine. So like watching him work drives me nuts. Watching me work drives him nuts. But we will never not be each other's biggest fans. So, <laughs> and that's and like, I, yeah. In and of itself, that is beautiful. And to some degree, I'm incredibly jealous. 
because I've been with my wife a very long time. And when I do art, she hates me because she says I'm better than she is. And I'm not. Um, When I do projects or I build something, she gets irritated because it's like, well, that's really fucking awesome. I hate you a little bit. It's like, what? don't. But when it comes to the one thing I'm most passionate about, which is my music, hardest critique I have ever known in my entire <laughs> life, which well, I'm thankful for yes. because it drives me and motivates me to make it better. Mm-hmm. Like I can't be satisfied with playing a three chord song because when she hears it, she'll go, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And it's like, Jesus Christ. Ow. <laughs> well, but you, but you know that it's coming from a place of love. Like, you know, yeah. when I send you guys, um, I don't know if you got to read anything, but I sent you guys the, um, some of my writing, you know, if oh. there's any critiques that's coming from a place of care and love and, you know, you, uh, cause there's a way to give critique and be a fan of someone without being an asshole. And I feel like we're pretty good at that, but yeah, it's, it's getting and giving critique. And it's just a matter of both parties being gracious and knowing oh. where it's coming from. Oh, hell yeah. And that's the beauty part about it. Yes. She is my toughest fucking critic mm-hmm. but she's, she's also my critic because she has grown up with musicians who were uh not great people mm-hmm. so i kind of fell into a weird stigma for a long time that since i was a musician i was a deadbeat layabout and that mm-hmm. was something to be worked on <laughs> well, what is it you are who you hang out with that type of thing like i said earlier it's it's who do you want to be and who are you hanging oh, yeah. out with yep and I would be willing to put money on the fact that she, one of the reasons she is your toughest critic critic is because you guys, I mean, of course you're comfortable with each other, but the other being, she knows what your potential is. Maybe. Well, and to, and I've only had glimpses of her telling me that only glimpses like, and I remember it specifically. And it's kind of one of those weird things where it's like when you're starving for so long, you remember every meal you ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this meal in particular. We had just gotten our new iPods and they came with a garage band. And so I sat there for about five minutes. And in five minutes, I had composed this nine piece orchestrated, very dark, melodic, heavy string orchestrated monster. And she peeked out of the kitchen. She goes, man, if your parents had been rich, you'd be famous by now. (laughs) Put it on Spotify. (laughs) I guess. Well, the problem was, is it was on my old iPod, yeah. and that one died, and it yeah. took my phone with it, because I couldn't get them back from the cloud, apparently, because my cloud storage was full, but whatever. Oh, but, old technology. Yeah, it, it was one of those things where I'm, I'm still very appreciative of the fact that she does critique me so, because mm-hmm. again, it does motivate me to be better. Yeah. One of these days, I will shock and amaze her, and that, that'll be the crowning achievement of my life, but that day is not this day. <laughs> it's coming it's on the way yeah, Sam you're amazing Danny you're amazing Boy. don't you ever forget it I tried real hard don't now. ever let anyone tell you any different well okay yeah <laughs> don't let anyone tell you any different because if oh, they do they can answer to me damn right and Sam again you are amazing Hey, fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> fuck you too, buddy. <laughs> and on that horrible disappointment, thank you, Jeremy Clarkson. Uh, <laughs> we're we're going to get out of here. Danny, thank you for joining me today. 
Goodbye, folks. You're amazing. Have a great day, y'all. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark 3 And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.